Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlaineCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blaine, and as usual, everybody, I count it a privilege and an honor to be here with you on this, the 49th episode of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we are back with our study on Nehemiah. Yes, we are, and we're going to talk about overcoming people approval and also being attacked on assignment. Yes. So go ahead and take this opportunity, please, to get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blank Courages You is coming to you with our study, Nehemiah chapter 4. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, so we are back into our series on Nehemiah. We've already covered chapters 1, 2, and 3, so you'll definitely want to catch up or even if you'd like to re-listen to those podcasts or reread those posts on the BlaineCouragesYou.com site. I promise you they will definitely be a blessing. So where we're going today is we're looking at Nehemiah chapter 4, and with that, the attack that came on the wall. So we've got some serious doings going on here, everybody, as far as the enemy getting busy in attacking. And I want to dig right into chapter four to get the background of what happened. And let's take a look at how Nehemiah handled it. So Nehemiah chapter four, verse one says, and it came to pass that when Sanballat, and remember his name, means enemy in secret. When Sanballat heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth or angry and took great indignation and he began to mock the Jews. So the work was going fine. You know, everyone was building as they should. We covered that in Nehemiah chapter three. And here comes the enemy. Once again, just like in chapter two, The enemy was angry from just hearing that the work was being done. I want you all to take notice too how this angry spirit started off by itself or alone and mocking and teasing the Jews. It was just him, just Sanballat. And in verse 2, what happened was he had to get a little crowd. Verse 2 says, And he, Sanballat, spoke before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, you know, what are these feeble Jews doing? You know, how are they going to uh, get this done? You know, when were they going to sacrifice to, to their God? Can they get this done in a timely manner? Will they revive these stones out of the heaps of rubbish, which were burned? So Sam Bellet now gets in front of his people and the Samaritan army. I mean, who knows how many people that was. And with that prideful, angry, distracting spirit, notice that it needed an audience to help stop the work on the wall, or so it thought. You know, Sam Ballot went in on the Jews by calling them names, belittling their efforts, and, you know, wondering if they could actually get this done. They questioned their ability to sacrifice, and how could they get everything done with just these burnt materials? And see, 
What the enemy did not know was that God had everything covered for materials and anything that was needed to build this wall when Nehemiah got his supplies from the king and from those letters way back in Nehemiah chapter 1. See, BCU family, the enemy does not know everything, nor was it his business to know. What he was trying to do was to continue to pull out fiery darts to stop the work of the Lord. And we need to recognize that. And rather than to go in and start to argue with it, we've got to trust that God has already authorized us to do what he said to do. Even in an impossible situations where stones and things are burned and, and it looks like it's too much work or that you're not built for this or that um, it, it just looks like things can't get done. Just remember that our God specializes in the impossible. Ask me how I know. All right, everybody, let's keep going with verse number three in Nehemiah chapter four. So Sanballat had some company by the name of Tobiah. He was an Ammonite and he happened to be standing there. And he said that the wall which these folks were building, that if a fox should go up on the wall, he would break it down. Let me stop right here, everybody, and let's talk about that. So in ancient times, you all remember back in Nehemiah chapter 2, that walls were built around cities, Nehemiah chapter 1 as well. So they were built around cities for protection, and they were tremendously thick and high. Some of the walls in uh, Babylon, as a matter of fact, were reported to be about 380 feet thick and over 100 feet high. So you have an idea of what a wall looks like. So obviously, it would be impossible for a fox, which weighs on average between 4 and 31 pounds, to break down a wall. That comment was a distraction from the enemy. BCU family, we, and when I say we, myself included, we have got to guard against being distracted. Those types of comments and tricks, they serve two purposes, to delay you from doing God's work or to destroy you in the process of doing his work. In either case, the end result does not produce what God wants. All right, so as we go into verse number four, now listen, all of this time, Nehemiah nor the Jews have responded to any of these taunts and threats or anything like that. So verse four, y'all listen to this. This really spoke to my heart. Nehemiah says, Hear, O our God, for we are despised and turn their reproach upon their own head and give them for prey in the land of captivity. Verse number five says, And cover not their iniquity, and let not their sin be blotted out from before thee, for they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. So what I love about these verses, again, is that Nehemiah did not have to get up in Sanballat, Tobiah, the army, or anyone's face. There was no justification, no explaining, 
no running, no getting into anyone's feelings, no stopping the work, or no hiding. They took their problem straight to the Lord in prayer. I remember as a youngster that the older saints used to say, if I hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battle, victory shall be mine. It is not necessary in every case for us to get up in someone's face. Let's let the Lord fight that battle. Verses were great. And what we got out of that, wait till we get to verse number six. So listen to this. So built we the wall and the wall was joined together to the half thereof for the people had a mind to work. So this scripture, BCU family, totally speaks to my heart. And you know why? It's because, in part, that this is where the BlendCouragesYou.com tagline comes in. All right? So in the midst of the attacks, these folks kept working. They had a mind to work. And while they were working, th- think about what happened, that those walls, the walls started to come together. So same deal with us. In the midst of whatever is going on, with the help of God, we keep ministering. We continue to serve. We continue to be a blessing. We continue to preach, usher, whatever it is that God has assigned for you to do. We want to continue to do that and do it in excellence. Now, listen, we may cry and get hurt and have to go to God for certain things to heal our hearts. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. We got to give it to the Lord and with his grace, keep working and you will be blessed for that. You can see that in Nehemiah chapter four, verse six, that blessing was that the wall started to come together. So with that, with the victory that came, Here comes the enemy again, you all. He is relentless. So verse number seven says, but it came to pass that when Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites, where did all these folks come from, y'all? When they heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, then they were very wroth. They were very angry. And verse 8 says, And they conspired, all of them together, to come and fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. They wanted to hinder the work. So now that the walls were up and those gaps were being closed, all of these folks got together and they were heated, y'all. Again, just from hearing about it, they were heated. They decided to join forces and see what they could do to stop the work. So this is a spiritual checkpoint for us because the more determined that we are to do what God says, the more we will be fought against. When we recognize these attacks as spiritual rather than personal, when we recognize these attacks as spiritual rather than personal, then we'll know how to respond properly. And Nehemiah nails it. In verse 9, listen to this. Nevertheless, even though they were being conspired against, even though the crowd against them was great, okay? Nevertheless, he said, 
We made our prayer unto God. My Lord, we made our prayer unto our God. We made our prayer unto our God. I'm going to stop right here for that first part of verse number nine. We have got to keep God at the forefront. We've got to take it to him in prayer. When the enemy comes in like a flood, I know that the Lord will lift up a standard, a standard against him. Are we going to the Lord in prayer, you all? Because again, this is spiritual warfare. These are not people. These are spirits working through people and we've got to fight the right way. So definitely in prayer. And on top of that, again, still in verse number nine, they set a watch against them day and night because of their action. So what I love about verse number nine is, is that they prayed and they watched. Prayer does not always stop the enemy, everybody, but it will strengthen you and will give you a mind to know what to do. Because as we're praying, we're listening to the Lord. We're getting that wisdom and he is letting us know what to do, where to move, where to stay, where to stop, all of those things. So that's where why it's important for us to pray. With that, we also have to watch. Now, when we say watch, it's not in a creepy, fearful type of way. We want to watch using the wisdom and discernment that God gives us. Does not the enemy working through people sometimes comes through your coworkers or maybe a family member? We got to recognize we're watching. Maybe through an old, new or smolder, smoldering flame. Sometimes the enemy creeps up that way. We've got to watch. We've got to watch. How about creeping up on you with self-destructive behaviors such as overeating or maybe you you go you fall back on, you know, nipping or or watching illicit shows. Sometimes the enemy comes in that way and, and fights us that way. Sometimes the enemy will fight us through loneliness or fear or people talking about us, it affects us to the point where we get paralyzed and we don't want to do anything. And then with that, we may respond in angry outbursts or passive aggressive behavior or even slowfulness. So the enemy comes in many different ways, okay? So it might be a different vehicle, but the operating parts are usually the same. Different packaging, Mark new and improved, but the contents are still the same. So we need to be watchful. We need to know, you know, who our enemy is. We need to know what triggers us from getting off the work that we're supposed to do for the Lord. And then as we're watching and we recognize the attack of the enemy, we know how to pray and we also know how to counter attack in the name of Jesus. So we can pray and guard against it. Amen. So that we're not neutralized, that we are not stopped in the work on the wall. All that was going on here with Nehemiah and his crew, the work continued. So we no longer, BCU family, will be neutralized in our spirits for what God has called us to do. Amen. Amen. Well, BCU family, we've got to stop it right here. I've got to tell you, though, that there is more 
to this challenge in Nehemiah chapter 4, coming up as we continue our study with overcoming people approval and being attacked on assignment. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, there are other podcasts and blog posts for you to enjoy. So feel free to go ahead and explore the BlankCouragesYou.com site. We are here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, where we've got encouragement, information, and inspiration. You can also see what we're up to on a daily basis on our Facebook page, on Twitter, and on Instagram. And if you haven't already done so, you can listen into the podcast and subscribe on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and iTunes. And all under the moniker of Blend Encourages You. So before you go, you know what? We would love to dialogue with you. Absolutely. So please head on over to the BlendCouragesYou.com site if you're not already there. And leave us a comment. And to make it a little easier, you know, I've got a question here that I can post for you. Comment and tell us with Nehemiah chapter 4 and those first nine verses. What stood out to you in this lesson and how will you apply it with the help of God? All right, so I'll be waiting to hear from you. So this is Blend from Blend Encourages You. We're getting ready to sign off, everybody. So thank you once again for stopping by. We know that you have a choice in how you spend your time, and we are thankful to God for you stopping by and spending time with us. So may God bless you, may he keep you, and make his face to shine upon you. Stay on the wall. We'll see you next time.